Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On today's episode of After the Snap, we will be interviewing Buffalo Bills wide receiver and return specialist Isaiah McKenzie. We'll be talking all about the changes to the Bills coaching staff, as well as his first year being a small business owner while being in the NFL. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. Hey, keep your mouth shut, 50. I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson. Discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit of teeth because I got thick skin. So, Reed, over the weekend, you had a teammate get married, and it was in New York City. You went to the the Bronx and saw a Yankee game the day before the wedding. Yes. It sounds like an unbelievable weekend for the Fergusons. Yes. We had a, a absolute blast. And uh, speaking of blasts, the Yankees hit a few. How many were hit in uh, – how many were I, hit to the short porch, I should ask? Man, I want to say four. Wow. Maybe – Three of the four or four of the five? Because one, one, one was hit to left field. Yep. It was 13 to one. Fantastic game to go to. I mean, it, it, it like if you script out an ideal baseball game for like the home team fan to go to, it was 12 to nothing in the seventh inning. And Garrett Cole, ace of the pitching staff, had a perfect game. He was throwing a perfect game through six and two thirds. Doesn't get much better than that. Like if you script it, that's what you want. That's, that's the game you want to go to. So uh, we had, we had a blast. Red Sox fan. Yep. Yep. Judge hit a bomb. Rizzo hit a bomb. You script it up. That's, that's what you want to see. So it was, it was a great time. Uh, the weather was pristine, prime sunset, the whole nine yards. It was great. The only downside to the day was our Uber driver. Oh, no. On the way to the stadium, we were staying in Queens, which is Mets country. We had to go across the bridge up to the Bronx or I guess something, some way or another. I'm not too familiar. We had to get to the Bronx Bronx somehow. We had to get to the Bronx somehow. This guy, it was like a 50-minute drive, 55-minute Uber. And the four of us riding in there, I thought all four of us needed a barf bag by the time we got out. Was this it, dude was, was jerking you and around. And Matt Hawk? Uh, Matt and Callie. Yeah. Jerking around. Oh, no. Stopping and starting. Like, it was the worst Uber I have ever been in. Mm. Like, I've never given less than five stars. And I, I did it. I did wait it. Till I you, wait till you take an Uber in South Florida. You will... Change your mind on that. That I'm sounds not like every big, Uber ride I, in South Florida. I don't have to Uber often. 
and I know why. Because of that, yeah. Because it's untrustworthy drivers, and it's freaking expensive. Maybe next time, just take the subway. Well, we thought about it, but the uh, girls were too not too fond of that idea. Yeah, given so recent events, that makes sense. We decided to uh, take an Uber. Uh, anyway, that was the only downside of the day. It was fantastic. The wedding was on Saturday. Uh, it was great. We had a we had a blast. Uh, Congrats to Tyler Matakevich yes, and his pod. wife. Yep, Shannon. Shannon. Congrats Shannon. to Tyler and Shannon. Yep. They. Uh, it was pretty funny. There, the two they had like a his and hers uh, drink at the bar. Yep. It was a. They were named after their dogs. Beautiful. Ash and Bailey. That's so, cool. Uh, pretty funny. Uh, you would have liked the one. It was like a bourbon. It was trying to think uh knob creek there we go uh it was the only whiskey they had at the knob creek that's pretty i wedding. mean that's pretty good matt for, said it was for matt, a wedding yeah. Matt had one he said it was really good he said knob creek is legit yeah no, i mean normally you he see said, like, he made it sound like it was like legit for it being the only thing offered at a wedding correct yeah normally okay. you see like like jim beam or yeah not to knock on Jim Beam or like Maker's Mark, but Knob Creek is definitely a step up uh, from from those like mid to low shelf brands Got it. for sure. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was like uh, it was like bourbon with uh, mushed blackberries or something like that with like yeah. something and brown brown Ooh. sugar and thyme. So that was the drink. Uh, and then the other it. one was like a spicy margarita. So oh. uh, it was pretty good. Beautiful. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I wish I was on the bourbon train. Do I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, it. it's not for everybody. Not I mean, everybody. I, you know, honestly, it's funny that you say that because I was not a bourbon guy until I got to Miami. And it's funny because you don't find bourbon in Miami. Like that's just not a thing down here. It's tequila, it's rum, it's all the drinks that you want to drink when you sit at the beach or by the pool. Uh, But Clayton Fedulum, who played his first four years in Cincinnati, the Mm -hmm. heart of bourbon country, he actually lived in Northern Kentucky on the other side of the state line from Cincinnati. He was the one that was like, dude, you got to get into it. Like you got to start, you got to try the good stuff. All I had had was Jack Daniels. And I was like, like same reaction that you probably have to whiskey was the same reaction that I had two years ago. So, uh, but like beer, you know, it's, it's kind of an acquired taste and, you know, now I, now I love it. So, um, but speaking of, of your teammates, we have, Isaiah McKenzie joining the yes. pod this week. Hope you guys are ready. He is a fireball. He is a Little fun dude to talk to. Let's yep. get into it. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Today we welcome in current Buffalo Bill, one of my favorite teammates and fellow barbecue enthusiasts, 
noted funny guy and face of the franchise. And as of a couple years ago, you are now the third player to run a punt back on Blake and the second of them oh, come on. to join this podcast. Yes. Isaiah yes. McKenzie, yes. welcome to the show. <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me, brother. I guess I guess we gotta I guess we gotta have Nicole Hardman on the pod too. Now that we're bringing in everybody that's run a punt back on Blake. <laughs> I mean, we're the UGA, so it doesn't. don't fall too far from the tree. Yeah, I mean, who knows? That was uh, that was one of Heath's favorite clips to show last year. Isaiah, yes. he showed that once a week. Yes, just to embarrass Matt. Let's kick it off. On the right foot, you're going into year five with the Bills. What are you looking forward to most under new offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey? I feel like we just got to pick up where we left off. Dable was a great offensive coordinator, great OC. You know, he went to be a head coach of the Giants. So I feel like now it's Dorsey's turn to show what he has. And I feel like with the guys he does have, this, the, uh, the guys he has there, like Gabe, myself, Jameson Crowder now, uh, Diggs, and all the other young guys that are coming along, I feel like he has a lot of pieces that he can work with. And I feel like he we're in good hands with with Dorse, so I can't wait to see what you know the plays he calls and you know how he handles the situations we're gonna be in this in this you know, in this long season. You guys brought in Joe Brady this off season to yeah, be yeah. the quarterback's coach. I spent some time with him in my time at LSU. We obviously won a national championship together, and he's one of the most brilliant offensive minds that I've been around. What kind of impact has he had, you know, thus far in OTAs? I mean, I know you guys haven't spent a ton of time together, but, you know, I feel like he's got to be having some sort of impact, you know, even from a positional standpoint with the quarterbacks. He's been a big help, you know, big help to Josh, big help to Ken Dorsey, and it's all the receivers just, you know, knowing where to be learning all the plays, getting familiar with the, the grammar, you know, just things like that because the offense didn't change much, but at the same time, it's the terminologies, some terminologies he, he brought in from another team that we got to get used to. And he's, he's done a good job so far. So, I, like you said, we haven't spent a ton of time, but yeah, we, we plan on spending a lot of time with him. This you'll, you'll really enjoy being around him. He is a He's a great dude. He he's also a, a big foodie, so you'll have to you'll have to get him on the barbecue game too. Maybe he's a, maybe cook he's up a, some some brisket or something for him. He's a South Florida guy, so I didn't know he grew up right in uh, Pimper. That's right. That's right. So he's not too far from the restaurant. So I mean, yeah, now, maybe in all season we can you know, cook come on. Coach Dorsey, I know we just talked about him for a minute. He wasn't the only coordinator promoted from within the Bills coaching staff this off season. Coach Smiley. Obviously, one of our favorite guys was named the new special teams coordinator. We had him on the podcast a few months ago. He was, we got great feedback. He, I think he was one of our best interviews this far. With your uh, role in the return game, what are some, you know, some things you're looking forward to, some things you're excited about with Smiley taking over uh, special teams? Smiley has always been entertaining and awesome to me. Like, since I've been here, Smiley's always been like the same guy. He never changed. Funny, a um, charismatic, like sarcastic, whatever Definitely. you say, that's what he is, you know. So, like, I feel like now it's his time to shine. You know, he's been he's he's been underneath you know uh, coordinators, you know, since I've been here. He's been he's been the assistant, 
now he's the he's the main guy, and I'm happy for him. I'm very happy for him. I'm excited for him. And it be, me being a returner, I feel I'm very confident in Smiley and um, the guys he has around him. But I, I'm I can't say much now because the season has started. Like you said, it's special team is a I feel like a game where you figure out what you have when the pads are on. You know, because it's it's gritty out there. You know, punt. You know how punt can get. You know, kickoff return, kickoff. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of bang, bang in that. I feel like with pads on, you know what you got. And I feel like Smiley has the right guys around him, you know, to make that happen. So I just can't wait to see the star. I'm happy to see him in this role, and I'm happy for him. We recently had your boy Josh Allen on the podcast. Yeah. Um, you guys, you came in during his rookie season. Is that right? Yes. yes and yes. so you've sort of seen his growth from then until now. He's obviously been tearing it up. What's your relationship like with him? How have you seen him sort of become one of the leaders on the team uh, over the past few years? I love Josh. You know, he's from 2018. He's, he's grown, like, fast. And it's been awesome to see him grow. It's been awesome for me from catching balls from him and just being around this long to see him grow. Um, it's a love-hate relationship. You know, sometimes he hates me. Sometimes I love him. It, it goes back and forth, vice versa. It goes, you know, hand-in-hand. But I feel like Josh has grown so much in what he's done, you know, to – but his career and what he's done to get a new contract and just become the franchise quarterback of the Bills has been awesome. You know what I'm saying? People were saying he was inaccurate. People were saying he's not gonna, you know, you know, he's not gonna amount to anything. You know, once his contract's up, but look at him now. You know, you know, he's almost like him and a half made a quarterback game. He's he's doing everything it takes to win win football games. You know, he's putting Bills Mafia on top. He's putting the Bills, you know, where they, you know, where they used to be. Now he's bringing it back. He's done, he's done a lot of things for this, for this organization and for this community. And I feel like Josh is just going to get better and better each and every year. So I'm excited for this season because I feel like he has more to take. As I mentioned earlier, you're going into year five. Obviously, a lot of the guys in your room specifically have changed since then. A couple superstars, you know, uh, you know, along the line. But what do you feel, you know, yourself, Isaiah McKenzie, what do you feel like you bring to the wide receiver room and more importantly, to the Bills as a whole? Well, first, to the wide receiver room, I feel like I bring the energy. You know, sometimes guys... Sometimes, Agree. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I feel like running this. Sometimes, you know, like Diggs. Sometimes Diggs don't even want to be bothered in the morning. At 8 o'clock in the morning, he doesn't want to be bothered. So I feel like I bring that energy, that oomph to the room to get us started. You know, to get the day started as a receiver room. You know, when we go to meetings, you know, we ask her questions. I'm making sure everybody's awake. Make sure everybody's, you know, uh, paying attention to Chad. You know, Chad's an awesome coach. Just paying attention to Chad. Everybody's, you know, watching the film. Everybody's on their, you know, on their studies and everything like that. So, for me, I feel like I hold everybody accountable when I'm in the receiver room. Whether it's talking trash, you know, saying saying something under my breath, I feel like I'm holding everybody accountable where, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what day it is, where our, the receivers are going to be on board and we're going to be ready because I feel like that's my job to get them ready. And then, you know, as a whole, as a team, when I bring to the team, I, like I said, I bring the energy and everything like that, but I also bring the speed. Uh, I, when it's time to, you know, play ball, I play ball. And, you know, also as a returner, and I, make, I try to make election plays, election plays at the returner position. And just, you know, try to be that playmaker whenever I get the opportunity. 
you know, whenever I get my chance, I just try to make big plays. And it's worked out so far these past few years, and I hope to you know, keep doing the same thing. But as my role gets bigger, I want to make more plays for the team to help the team win and hopefully, you know, hold that Lombardi trophy up in the end of the year. We'll have to see about that one. Um, I, I want to go back to I want to go back to the the trash talking thing for a minute. You're obviously very vocal. You mentioned trash talking the guys in your wide receiver room. I know how much trash talking is a part of your game from playing against you over the last two years. I want you to tell the folks listening about about your trash talk. Do you do you like the trash talk? Do you um, you like to banter with defensive backs. We had Jalen Waddle on uh, about a month ago, and he said that he doesn't he doesn't really like to talk trash. Like that's just not really his thing. Do you enjoy that, or is that not part of your game when you're on the field on Sundays? I feel like I trash talk to And it's funny you said that, Jalen Waddle, because me and Jalen Waddle actually had a, a big debate. We had a flag football. So I, in the off season, I play flag football, right? So. Just so happened, Jalen Waddle was there. Uh, Miko Hartman was there, and we were arguing about you know receivers around the league and like DBs around the league. And I went. I mean, I guess he doesn't like to argue on the field, but off the field he likes to argue because we had oh, yeah. a big argument. Yeah. You know, so but it's it gets me going, you know. And I'm pretty sure if he either talking trash or even speaking the truth, it sounds like talking trash or it sounds like hating. They would call it quote unquote. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it gets me going, like gets me fired up. Like, yeah. so, for example, if I'm talking to Diggs and say, say Diggs drops the ball, you know, Diggs don't drop, doesn't drop, he, he rarely drops. Seeing him drop the ball is like seeing a dinosaur now, you know? <laughs> but you gotta, but you gotta chirp him for it, right? You, I mean, you gotta let him hear about it. Yeah, you gotta let him hear about it. And you'll get so mad, like, yo, yeah. like, what'd you do today? And I was like, that gets me going. Like, like, and then we start going back and forth. Like, oh, I did this. I did this better than you did that. You know, and stuff like that. So when we do get to the game, but before that, you know what I'm saying, he appreciates it. Like, even though he doesn't want to hear it every day, just like game, you know? Like, it was a game. It was in 2020. We played we played uh, the Ravens in the playoffs. And he caught, it was a nod route, and he dropped the ball, but he also twisted his ankle. So I was like, so your pride hurts, and your ankle hurts now, huh? Because he dropped the ball. So stuff like that, it's just like you get him going, like, yo, like, I'm here, I'm on your ass because I know you can be better than what you know what you're showing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's, a, spe- that's a special talent. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of works, you know what I'm saying? Even that, oh, it hundred percent works. <laughs> it kind of works, you know, and I and I feel like it gets me going as well because I know I'm trash talking, but at the same time I gotta bring my A game because the minute I mess up. It's an accountability you know, thing, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. I mess up, I got to be like, okay, I got to take this because yeah. I know I'm about to hear it in this receiver room or I'm about to hear it in the team meeting. So I got to be on my A game. So I feel like that's what keeps me going because I know I have to bring my A game every day. Kind of hitting on the Miami bit a little bit. You're by Miami born and raised. When you look at the schedule, it came out you know, about a month ago. Is the Miami game – when we played at when we travel and play down there, is that one that you circle every year just because of the people down there? I mean, obviously, I circle it every year playing Blake. That's one, you know, that's one of our games against each other. But is that is that a game that you circle on the calendar, or are they all pretty much the same to you? You know, I've been fortunate enough to play the Dolphins every single year I've been in the NFL. That's awesome. Even when I was in Denver for one year, we played down in Miami, but. Um, Yes, I do circle that because 
is where I'm from. It's right in the backyard. I grew up actually 10 minutes away from the Dolphin Stadium. So uh, funny thing is, I grew up in an apartment. And I stayed on the second floor. And at the time, the Dolphin Stadium had a jumbotron where you could see. And I remember the Super Bowl when the Colts played the uh, Chicago Chicago Bears. I want to talk about Chicago Bears and Devin Hester's ran back the first kickoff return, the very first kickoff return in the Super Bowl. And I saw that from outside of my house into the Jumbotron. Wow. I didn't even watch it on TV. I saw it in the Jumbotron. That's cool. So that was awesome to me yeah. right in my backyard. So, like, now that I play there every year and where I grew up, actually, when I where I grew up, I go back. Well, I don't go back now, but I used to go back and I give away tickets. I give, like, 125 to, like, 200 tickets every year to where I grew up so they can all come to the game. And I still do that to this day. So, yeah. So I, I circle that every year. Every year, I'm, I can't wait to get back down and show out. You know, and obviously, I put a whooping on them. So, that's it. On top of the Miami game, that obviously stands out, like you said. On top of that one, what other games uh, are you looking forward to this season? I know you guys play primetime to open the season against the Super Bowl champs. Um, um, I, I'm assuming that one's got to stick out. Are there any others that, that you're looking forward to this year? The Tennessee Tigers game. Played them, what, Monday night? You know what I'm saying? That's, seems, like like y'all play them, them. seems like y'all play them every year. I feel like we play them every year. Like, every yeah, it's, every, yep. it's always a night game as well. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that's always a competitive game. Obviously, the Chiefs play them again. I feel like we've been playing them twice a year, every year. I feel like they're in our, in our division. Well, they are in our division, but, like, in our in the East, uh, FC East. There's a lot of other games. Obviously, the Patriots. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving game. You know. In, in gotta Detroit, get, you got to right? get the turkey leg this year. That's, that's the plan. I always wanted to, I'm not, not going to say I always wanted it, but it looked awesome when they get the turkey leg. So that's awesome. Josh said, uh, Josh said he had mixed feelings about the turkey legs, though. He said, he said in New Orleans it was absolute trash. Like, disgusting. In Dallas, we're, we have we have good quality turkey legs. In New Orleans, not so much, which is strange considering how good their food reputation is as a city. Well, maybe I mean maybe turkey's not one of them. You know, <laughs> no, I think how about, I think fried chicken is. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, maybe a, maybe a fried chicken drumstick for Thanksgiving instead in New Orleans. Because exactly. it means Popeyes. On a little bit of more of a serious note, kind of getting into the mental side of it, when you are faced with, you know, high stress situations, moments of adversity, what are some things that you tell yourself to kind of get yourself back on track, focus on the next play? Is there anything, is there any, anything that you've learned over the years that you've kind of picked up that helps you during those moments? I would say my my most, I would say the most down year I've had where I was in my head, where I was in my head a bunch and I was really in a bad mental space. I was in my rookie year when I was in Denver and I had like six fumbles, say as a returner. And like I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. In college, I was the best returning college football. And then coming to Denver, being in the NFL, and, and I had like six phones. I was just, 
I was in a bad place. Like, I, I didn't want to go to practice at times. I would go to practice mad. I couldn't do my job. And it came to a point where I had to do my job because I, I had to get over it because my job, my career could have been over after that rookie season because I didn't get cut. And, you know, the Bills picked me up week eight, and I came to, you know, to, when I come to, when I came to Buffalo week eight, they, they claimed me off waivers, and I had to tell myself, like, okay, your rookie year wasn't the best year. Just make sure it doesn't happen again because this may be my last opportunity. So, you know, when I was on practice squad that year in 2018, I got and I got to Buffalo in week eight. I told myself I was like, okay, you know, do what you do best. You know what I'm saying? You can run fast. You know, you know how to catch the ball. You just gotta focus on catching the ball and just take advantage of opportunities because I knew my my opportunities were going to be slim because people thought I couldn't hold on to the ball. So in my mind, I, I I went to a space where I was like, okay, catch the ball. Fundamentals first. You know, catch the ball, run around, catch the punt before I run, and things like that. Just going back to the to the basics for me. That's how that's how it all. That's how I got to, you know, back to where I wanted to be. You know, at, at the when it came to when it came to being confident. You know, at the confidence level, I, that's where I got to where I wanted to be. Just you know, going back to the fundamentals of everything you know because like you said it, it's it's this this football world we live in this nfl it's first of all it's not for long I mean, if you're in it if you're in it for a while it can't take a toll on your on your mental and i knew i wanted to be in this for a while and i knew i would have to overcome adversity when it came so i just tell myself every time go back to the fundamentals you know, so you know how to catch you know how to run you know just catch the ball first run second you know, saying hold on to the ball, things like that. So it's been helping me so so far, so long, so long. You know, I just telling myself, you know, saying go back to the fundamentals. That's what helped me so far. How much help was uh, Andre Roberts when you got to Buffalo? I know, I know he was there for a little while. Legendary returner. Uh, y'all were in the same wide receiver room. I know he he wasn't playing a, a whole lot at receiver, but y'all were spending a lot of time together in the kicking game. How much of a help was he when it came to just being a young returner in the league? I've actually been fortunate enough to sit behind a couple of great guys like Cole Beasley, Andre Roberts, John Brown. So it's been awesome, you know. But um, Andre Roberts, obviously, he's a he's a great returner. I've learned a lot of things from him, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's being patient, you know what I'm saying, making the right decisions. That's that's first and foremost when it comes to decision making as a returner. You have to make the right one at the right time because you know at, at any time like that ball can make a, the wrong bounce and, or something like that or anything. And he that was the if anything any pointers he gave me, you know making right making the right decisions just so the the offense can have the ball back in their hands or we can have possession of the ball at the, you know, at the end of the day. And that was the most important thing and. Seeing him, you know what I'm saying, make great decisions, having great returns, and just being a great returner he is, I learned a lot from him. Just, like I said, being patient, making great decisions, catching the ball before I run. And he's taught me a lot of that. So when it was my turn, I felt like I took a lot from him. And he talked to me a lot during the season last year about, you know what I'm saying, about how the game's going to go, how, you know, how the season can take a toll away, being a, being a returner. And I've learned a lot from that, just watching him and being behind him. Talking a little bit about off the field stuff. Everybody knows about Isaiah on the field, the wide receiver, gadget guy, you, you know, returner, you name it. 
Let's talk a little bit about off the field, Isaiah McKenzie. You own Latrila. Latrila. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I'll trust you with that. You, right, you right. can't roll my R's. Uh, barbecue <laughs> restaurant down there uh, in the Miami yeah. area. We we chatted about it a while back last season. Multiple locations now. Tell us a little bit about the backstory on how that began. My sister's sister was dating this guy, which is my chef now. His name's Mel Rodriguez, and he's from Austin, Texas. And they have broke up. And my sister was like, hey, this guy knows how to cook. He comes to our house and cook all the time. Like, you should, you know, listen to him. He has these ideas. So one day I went to his house and I ate some barbecue. To be honest, I knew I had no idea what barbecue was. Well, I knew what barbecue was, but, like, I only knew about ribs. I didn't know about brisket. Pulled a, true, pork. a true South Florida kid. Doesn't know much about barbecue. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I don't know much. Now, a cu- now some Cuban food? Oh, of course. You we know, can all talk that all day long, know. right? But you know, with the barbecue, like, you don't get much exposure down here. Exactly. So pulled pork, brisket, uh, what else? A uh, sausage, like not smoked sausage, not just like Garcia sausage, right? Like like, a, like jalapeno sausage. sausage, yeah. Yeah, like jalapeno yes. sausage. Like I, I knew nothing about. It. I knew like ribs from chilies and like outback. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like so, that's what I knew about. So when I'm my famous Dave's over here. <laughs> when he when he when he came to me with the when he presented me with the idea, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know much about barbecue, so I can't really say how this tastes or how this is supposed to be, how brisket is supposed to be. So we had like a little pop up in 2020 when we had the COVID year, no, 20 yeah 2020 in the COVID year, we were doing Zoom meetings. We had this little pop up on a Saturday afternoon, and like 300 people came out. I was some because because of my name, my face, and some really wanted to try the food. So people started to try the food, and we started having pop-ups here and there, and it was during 2020 season, so I wasn't involved, but he was hands-on, making the food, serving the food, and people started coming out as we were doing pop-ups. Like, yo, like, we going to open up? So when 2020 season ended, I told him, I was like, okay, we can find a location, which we find in Miami Lakes. That's where we are now, in Miami Lakes. And when we opened up in 21, it was booming. And it just kept, it's, it's been booming so far. And now we have two locations working on the third right now, probably open at the end of the season. But like we have two right now working on the third and it's been, it's been going good. So what have you obviously through COVID and, and, um, the past couple of years, there had to have been some, some bumps along the way. Economically, what what have you learned about you know being a businessman in the economy over the last few years? If you had a piece of advice, what would you say you've learned? You know, just from starting your own business. I've learned a lot, and like you said, I, I started during COVID, so yeah. it was it was a little difficult, but not really difficult for us because we we're a pop up. So it was like we we didn't we didn't have to close down. We had to shut down. We were all we were always out, like we was we were always outside. They're a pop up, so it's like okay, we have our six foot people six right. six. Foot, There's not a whole lot of rules to that. Yeah, it wasn't really a whole lot of yeah. rules for us, so it was kind of like okay, we'll wait till this die down in 21, and then probably get our location, and that's what we did. But just being a business owner in general, it's it's tough, especially in the restaurant business. Like usually, restaurants only last a year or a year or so, from what I heard. You know, so far we've been open for a year, so it's. Uh, it's been a year 
May 29th was a year for us. So it's been it's been good so far. Hopefully we can keep it going. But um, just being a business owner, just learning about like, you know, the overhead, you know, rent, the gross sales, and permits. There's a lot of things I've learned over this. Even even learning about the meat I buy, you know, from the meat I buy, where's where it comes from. And all that stuff. So it's 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 a lot to take in when when you're owning a restaurant. And I had no idea how much it took to be a restaurant owner until I got into it, obviously. But um, it's been fun. It's been you know I've, I've took some bumps along the road. You know, luckily I've been everything's been good so far. You know, what I'm saying obviously I started in the red, but slowly, slowly get into the green. So it's been fun. And I, I mean, I can't say I don't like it. I love it. You know, Read. So I think. Far. I think we might need to do like a live reaction tasting on the pod. Maybe, maybe when, when the bills come to town, we can do some sort of, some sort of Saturday food. Yeah, you could bring it up to the hotel. From, well, every, uh, Reed, did you have it last year? Yep. Did we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it. Yeah, we all, we had a post game. So we'll have to work it out. Like, yeah, so this year I think we're gonna do post game when we come down. Um, mm-hmm. But we can also I can bring up some Saturday. Well, I have some we had uh, you had it in the hotel. I think you had it at the hotel in 2020. Yeah, last year was post game. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last year was post game. The year before was pre. Yeah, pre game. Well, yep. the night before the game. Yep. But um. Yeah. yeah, we'll have so to do it. We'll have to get some sort of reaction going just to just to uh, get some more exposure to uh, La Traila. There we go. There we go. That was yeah, great. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> um, all right. So just just to finish off, uh, we do this with all of the guests we have on the podcast. We call them short snaps. Uh, just a couple of quick fire questions, uh, kind of bring the personality out a little bit. I've got, I think, six on the docket here for you. Think we can run through them? Yeah, that's cool. All right. Favorite wing spot in Buffalo? <laughs> uh, Bar Bill. I don't even, I know, I'm pretty sure everybody said that same place. Okay. What's your, what is there a, is there a 1B? No, because I have no idea. I, I'm okay. not a wing guy. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, oh, favorite. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Picasso's. Really? Yeah. Everybody talks about their pizza. I didn't know, I didn't, I don't know about their wings. Have- Honey, mustard, and medium together. Like, okay. That's good. Okay, noted. Noted. Favorite athlete of all time? <sighs> Evan Hester's. Great answer. Uh, yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, biggest career hurdle you've had to face? Um, biggest career hurdle I would have to say getting cut and starting with a new team. Yep. Favorite away stadium to visit and play in? Mm, not mm. Miami. Not Miami. Uh, yo, you know what? It's hard to beat. I mean, if we were going, if we're, damn, it's tough because I feel like the Rams stadium is going to be awesome. I'm going to go with yep. Okay. Okay. Pretty sweet a couple of years ago in Denver. I, I bet to go back there and win. Oh, that's nice. That was nice. That was, that was nice. <laughs> um, okay. Least favorite away stadium. Hmm. Detroit. That's a good answer. I hate That's Detroit. Answer. Okay, last one. This comes from you, you brought it up a couple minutes ago or, or just a second ago, uh, played at the Chiefs uh, last year, pretty early, the regular season game. We won. 
but the halftime uh, got delayed, uh, rain delay at halftime. So a couple of us were chit-chatting in the hallway, eating some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It eventually made its way onto the broadcast. Michelle Tafoya was standing there. <laughs> oh, yeah. overheard us. Do, are you familiar? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if you had... It, I, I, I the group of us that were sitting there eating thought there was too much peanut butter. Yeah, it's on always the, too on much the sandwich. So if you made a, what is your ideal peanut butter to jelly ratio? If you are making your own peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'm gonna go sixty percent jelly, forty percent peanut butter. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. Dude, that's like four out of the last five that have said. I think Josh said 60 40 jelly too. More jelly than peanut butter. Yo, like that peanut butter like, like. Peanut butter too dry. <laughs> yeah, like. Okay. I mean, 50 50 is fine, but I need a little bit more jelly because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that peanut butter gets stuck right there, you know? That's funny. Sticking, sticking that up a long. Mouth streak of peanut butter dominant answers and then the last like five people we've had on it has completely shifted completely flipped it's all jelly jelly strong yeah like nobody like when you bite into like a just peanut butter it's like sticking in between your teeth it's like at the roof i'm i'm with you bro okay so so strawberry or grape 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 really that was like you didn't hesitate on that no hesitation i grew up on peanut butter jelly sandwiches like my grandma used to make us eat them every night. And I'm like, she was like, oh, like you need to gain weight. I'm like, girl, what do you know about gaining weight? And she make us eat grape, grape jelly. And sometimes I had the peanut butter with the nuts in it. The crunchy. crunchy. The crunchy. Yeah. So I used to have those. That was awesome. That's, was cool. that's, a, that's a personal favorite of mine. Yep. The Reed, crunchy? Reed's, Reed's more of a, a creamy Jif peanut butter. I'm more of the crunchy Jif peanut butter, the blue. You can't. The we can can't see go wrong with that. The blue, yeah, the blue, the blue uh, label, the blue lid. Yeah. Yeah, strawberry. Nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Um, all right. Well, that's all we got, Isaiah. Thank you for uh, coming on. We enjoyed. Uh, we enjoyed the conversation and wish, wishing La Traila. There we go. go. The best of luck. If you want to follow Isaiah on social media at. Zay underscore Tovin mm-hmm. on Instagram. Where did that where did that come from? Just what well I wanted to put Z A Y, but somebody already had it. So Are you just like a big spell. fan of classical music or no, no. <laughs> Beethoven, Beethoven is spelled B-E-E, so I put Z E E. Got it. Okay. And then at underscore Isaiah McKenzie on Twitter. Are you on TikTok? I feel like you would no, be like no, the personality no, no. for TikTok. Like I thought about it, you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Like, I'm a good dancer, but like TikTok's... You don't have to be a dancer. I, I'm on TikTok. I don't dance. For real? Yeah. Well, maybe I would. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what would be my like deal. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, showing off maybe, the barbecue. Maybe give a... Oh, maybe give oh, well, a behind the scenes. Latwila has, has a TikTok. Yeah. There, there you go. go. There you go. Isaiah, thanks, man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys. It, for Thank you, guys. All right, Reed. That was one of my probably a top five interview since we started this podcast. Yep. I am pumped to try La, la Traila. I, I have I to I have to get some. I you can't, can't roll your arms. Try it. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it.
Can't do it. Uh, just an abomination. Mom's gonna die when she. Hears. I know she is. I know she is. <laughs> no, that was that was fantastic. He he's uh, it's it's so funny because like, I only see, well, ninety five percent of the time that I interact with anybody in on the Buffalo Bills interacts with Isaiah McKenzie. It's joking around. Yes, not serious. Uh, not serious. No, he's very well spoken. Like he, he's awesome. He's he's yeah. very insightful. And I've told people that they're like, how, you know, Isaiah McKinney, yeah. you know, he, all he does is goof around. I'm like, like, yes, he has that side to him, but he's all, he, he's, yeah. he loves everybody. He's got a, a huge heart, loves the game of football, you know, super dedicated yeah. to his craft. Uh, he seems very thoughtful too. Very like, thoughtful. Like when we were yes. asking him those questions, he, it seemed like he was yes. really trying to yes. put forth the best answer yep. and really. Yep. Like when you ask him, you know, about moments of high stress or adversity, or when you ask him about the biggest career hurdle, like he was very thoughtful about those. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that we can get a new background on his Zoom the next time we have him on. That's uh, fair. And maybe we will have him with a Miami Dolphins AFC East. We run the division background, or I'll just have I'll have that. Maybe uh, you can make a bet with him. Put it behind him. Yeah. For sure. Next time he comes on, that'll be For his sure. background. Yeah. Well, uh, that is a wrap on this week's episode. As always, follow us on social media at After the Snap Pod. Subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Go check us out all of those places at After the Snap Pod on TikTok. I always forget that one. Wherever you consume content, we are probably there. Go. We're even on Cameo. Go request us on Cameo if you're. Mima is having a birthday and you're a after the snap pod. <laughs> it's true. Very true. We are there. Have a great week, everybody. Or I guess this was coming out on Friday. So have a great weekend. Yes. And then a great week before we reach your ears again soon. This has been after the snap tales from two brothers who live life upside down.